Hey everyone, you're listening to the Kurt Landry Podcast, where we're going to help you discover your kingdom destiny. My name is Daryl, and sitting right beside me is Rabbi Kurt Landry himself, and in this episode, we're talking about dreams, the idea of how to interpret your dreams, and how to use your dreams to accomplish goals in your life. But before we jump into this topic and this episode, Rabbi, were you able to relax any this weekend? How's it going? Well, for us, the flow is uh, the grandkids are all praying that it snows because they're wanting to be able to sled. And it looks like the uh, their prayers are getting answered because it looks like we're coming into a pretty <laughs> cold, snowy, icy Oklahoma time. Um, we're doing great. This is this is a great season of time. This this is a fun season of time to particularly with our youngest with Matthew. He's a year and a half. And um, he's the third child. So one of the things with the third child is you have a tendency not to be so on top of the child as you were the first and the second. And the other thing is he immediately has all this modeling that he can follow from the four-year-old and the eight-year-old. And the way Matthew is wired is he's a year and a half and he thinks he's probably about maybe eight or nine. (laughs) And he, he thinks uh, he's fearless and he's different than the other two. Like, you know, he the other two, you could tell him, don't go in the swimming pool. And uh, and they would obey. They wouldn't go in. They'd wait for an adult. Uh, Matthew is like, oh, there's the pool. Uh, I can swim and he can't. But he says, I'm going in. He just, he's one of these ones that just goes in. If you leave a ladder up, uh, it, you know, Paul was working on some, stuff in the closet with the Wi-Fi. He left the ladder up, went into the kitchen for a little while, came back out and into the closet. And there's uh, Matthew at the top of the ladder because he just <laughs> climbs up. And uh, so it, that's that's kind of where we're at. We're at that interesting stage where it takes all hands on deck to watch him so he doesn't uh, end up hurting himself. Yeah. So the snow is, you know, like, has that ever been your thing being from California? I mean, like, did you when you had lived in a place that had snows, was that something you miss, miss Christy enjoyed or, or what? Well, I wouldn't have met Christy if it wasn't for the snow because I actually, <laughs> no, I'm serious because I love to snow ski. <laughs> I, I love to snow ski. Okay. okay. I'm a snow skier. I was raised in Los Angeles, Southern California. And when you're in Southern California, you go to Big Bear or Lake Arrowhead and, or you go to Mammoth and you ski. And, um, but, uh, after I graduated high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I said, I'm, I'm just going to go up to Lake Tahoe. And I got a job at Harris Casino, which was a great job, a valet. I was a valet at Harris Casino. I actually had clientele like Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Don Rickles, Lawrence Welk. I mean, the list goes on. And um, uh, But I worked from 8 o'clock at night to 6 in the morning and the reason I had that shift is so I could ski. So I was there skiing Heavenly Valley and Squaw Valley and the different mountains. So I loved to ski. And uh, But then when the spring came, one of the spring, I was driving one of the park and ride vehicles for the casino. And uh, as I was driving through the parking lot, I saw the uh, this girl walking through the parking lot with long strawberry blonde hair all the way down to her backside and she had a pair of cutoff jeans and like this white 
blouse. Yeah, and, and that caught your attention. It uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it caught my attention. <laughs> if anybody has seen my wife, you'll know she's beautiful. But uh, anyway, I literally pulled up and started talking to her, and uh, she totally rejected me. It was awful. Uh, anyway. Uh, my approach wasn't very good either. Now we all laugh about it, but I actually, uh, I actually asked her out. We we don't know somewhere between twelve and fifteen times, and she said no. And but anyway, so you asked her about the snow. That's how we met, Lake Tahoe. But it was so interesting. Uh, you want me to go on with this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's okay. good. Okay. Well, anyway, so <laughs> so anyway, I I, I did I, I had a I was licensed to drive what they call H cars. All of Bill Harris' cars, they, we would move the cars around. And so I moved vehicles around kind of like, okay, this executive's here and there. And, and I also drove uh, – the, uh, there was a van that took people from the very back to the, to the casino. But when I was doing my valet, um, my toughest client I had was B.B. King. Um, and my, my instruction with from the – from the manager with BB King was when he gets done his show, try to get him, you know, get him fed, get dinner and then get him back to his room because he, uh, he, he liked to stay out all night. That's just, <laughs> can I just say that way? Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm just being careful. My job was try to listen and I wasn't very successful at it. He did whatever the heck he wanted. not listening to me, but I had to be there for him to take him wherever he wanted to go. If he wanted to go to another club, whatever it was, my job was that. So anyway, um, this night, my, my job was just to be with him to the end of the show. And then I was over and another guy took over. So on this, let's say 14th, 15th, 16th time, I asked Christy out. She worked days there. I, I, I called her at home. And uh, it's like two in the morning, you know, but it's that lifestyle. But she worked days. She picked up the phone and I said, um, listen, um, would you like to go with me uh, tonight? We got B.B. King. I knew that, you know, everyone liked B.B. King. I mean, his music is, you know, was excellent. And he was not in one of the big showrooms. He was in the small lounge. And so it was really cool. I mean, here you are, you got B.B. King and there's mm. maybe 50 seats and, you know, and so anyway, so I asked her, I said, listen, I've got to stay here. I'm working with Mr. King. Would you, would you like to come? And she said, yes. So literally that last show was like at like two thirty three in the morning. And, uh, she got all dressed up. She came in and, uh, and, and, and she'll explain it this way. She said that the Lord told her, she feels like we, she wasn't saved, but she feels like now it was the Lord. He, she says, if you tell him no this time, he won't ask again. And I want you to to meet him, speaking to me. So anyway, she, she came in. We went out and uh, obviously had the show. Not saved, so I'll just say this. But um, we have been together after that first date. We have been together uh, ever since. So... And the reason I say that is because we live together and I'm not saying, oh, look at a lab rabbi live together. Yeah, but we were sinners and heathens, so don't be going down the gotcha. path. But, but the point is, it's like, listen, if you think about it, if you look, if you just look at Megan, you know, I mean, obviously this was a match made in heaven. I mean, this is what God, God brought us together. But it was interesting that she, and the other thing, she had girlfriends and, and I had friends and they were all telling us to meet each other, 
you know, and you, know, you got 2,500 employees, all these young people. It's like a giant college campus only with, uh, you know, casino and a lot of alcohol and partying. And um, so anyway, we, uh, but I always made it, I made a statement to all my friends. I said, if I ever meet anybody I care about, I have to leave here because this atmosphere of this place is not conducive for, you know, a good relationship. So anyway, we met, we got together and we left. And that's the end of that story. She knew it. I knew it. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting. So you, you, you asked about the snow. (laughs) I probably went too deep into it. No. So snow equals love in the Landry household. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's so good. Well, Rabbi, that kind of brings us into, um, you know, our main discussion, our main focus of this episode and this podcast of the Kurt Landry podcast, uh, it, it's it's all about dreaming and it's about dreams. And, you know, a lot of the questions primarily I want us to kind of dive into is the idea of really how to interpret your dreams and what does that mean for accomplishing your goals in life? But um, first thing we want to throw out there, if you need your download, your free download for goals to grow. It's pretty simple. You can just go to kurtlandry.com forward slash grow 2024. That link is going to take you exactly where you need to go. You can get the free download. Of course, we'll put the link in the show notes description. So Rabbi, let's jump, let's jump straight into it. We're talking dreams, goals. Uh, Let's just, how do you interpret your dreams? I mean, like you, you, you had a good one last night and you wake up this morning and you actually remember it and you feel like maybe God was speaking to you. Where do you start? Um, well, for me, you know, I have people like Pastor Tim and a few other people that when I have a dream, I usually ask the Lord right when I wake up um, from it, I'll write it down. And then... Um, there's different symbolisms and colors and and things in dreams, but uh, the Lord usually uses dreams to expand vision or confirm vision. So I want to say that expand or confirm. One of the things that you know we've been talking about goals to grow. One of the reasons I wanted to bring up the dreams is this: is that goals to grow. When I put together this program, my purpose was to be able to basically have time task and activities that you could become boundaries so that you could accomplish your goals okay and but the thing is the um your your let me just say it this way your goals to grow is the discipline path to find freedom you know that if you'll do these habits and patterns these time task and activity what you know you're going to get you're going to have freedom financial freedom and freedom uh, uh, to plan okay so your goals are also your boundaries of what your culture and your mindset and your values are to i will do this and i won't do that so but the but the problem with just doing that is this passion to not become bored with the time, task, and activities in the mundane. See, a lot of people don't realize you have to do. Let, let me let me say it this way. Uh, I, you know, people know I like to cook. Okay, I I don't necessarily like shopping. Okay, I don't like going to the grocery store. I mean, it's okay, but if you're going to cook, you have to go get stuff, and then after you get the stuff. Then you come home and you have to prepare and there's steps to it. But I actually like the cooking side. The cooking side is very energizing to me. 
But your life can't just be about cooking. Your life has to be, you know what? You have to work. You have to make money to go to the store, buy the stuff, drive the car, unpack the car, you know, get, you know, and all that stuff. So what happens is if you don't have what I call, I want to talk to you about dream goals. Your dream goals are the fuel and the passion that allows you to accomplish your personal goals. There has to be a dream. And I'm not talking about dreaming in the night. I'm talking about daydreaming. Mm. When you say, you know what? I want to be this. Uh, listen, I want to I want to speak a word of encouragement and correction to people. People need to listen to that gut, which is really the Holy Spirit, but that inner knower of what your desire is. And that inner desire is where your spiritual gifting is. And if you can bring the inner desire, your spiritual gifting, and then have time, task, and activity goals that actually cultivate it, you're going to leave us live a successful, happy life. Because your dreams are the fuel to your soul's emotion to enjoy your life, to accomplish your goals. All right. So let me just get clarification on am this. Am I? Am I? <clears throat> am I going too deep? No. Here? No. No. I. I, I now, I, I did bring us a kind of base level and you did take me to another level pretty quick. Sorry. So, but, but, but no, I'm, you said something that was a little different than how I pitched it. And I'm really glad that you brought it this way. What's the difference in, okay, I'm dreaming at night, right? I wake up, I'm praying, trying to, trying to, to figure out the dream and direction goal setting that way. What's the difference in that dreams, dreaming, and then daydreaming during the day for those goals, those ambitions, those things that you're trying to accomplish? Because when you brought it up, it it just hit something real quick. I was like, oh, well, that, it's a difference. Yeah. It's different, but the same in, in some ways. Well, okay, let me break it down in the behavioral world. What it is, is your subconscious trying to escape into your conscience. That's so good. All right. It wants out. See, but everyone- Say that again. Your subconscious wants to invade your conscience. Just like in the courts of heaven, your blessings in heaven want to invade on earth as it is in heaven. It wants in. It wants in. And the thing is, is what I teach is how to bring it in, how to take it in from the courts, but also the subconscious. See, your subconscious might, people like- People get too holy and too... Listen, if, you, if you're desiring something, like you're lusting over something unholy, I mean, that's that's it's just unholy. I hope everyone gets that. But when you have a holy desire for something, when it's holy, that holy desire, every good and perfect gift came from above. But religious people kind of want to bury it. It's like, oh, uh, you know, people with like an orphan or a poverty spirit. Oh, I don't want that bigger house. Oh, I don't want that second property. Oh, I don't, I don't, you know, it's, it's, listen, I have learned all these things. This is where I live. Everything the Lord gives me and tells me to invest in is because it's a platform. That's it. It's just a platform. The neighborhood I live in, most people could never get to the, my neighbors. I do because I'm one of them. And so I get to minister and, and be spiritually influential with some of the most influential people in Oklahoma because of the neighborhood I'm in. 
But the Lord put me there. But the Lord told me, he says, listen, what you carry, your testimony, they'll relate to it. Now, that was like 10 years ago. And my gosh, I mean, uh, I'm well respected in that neighborhood and, and I have influence with it. But, but the thing is, you have to realize whatever the Lord gives you is to platform you so that you can testify to somebody in that sphere and be able to share with him. So here's the key. Let's go back to the dream thing. The reason that you're having sleep dreams is because your subconscious mind is, and there's bad dreams and good, but what happens is the subconscious mind is getting up in the night and basically saying, you know what? I want a watercolor. And I like to watercolor. So it's like, okay, I'm not any good at watercoloring. <laughs> My wife encourages me, but listen, anyways, you know, I have friends that are real artists. I'm not, but I like to do it. It's creative. It's fun. So what happens is your, your subconscious mind wants to get up in the middle of the night and go, hey, I'm going to watercolor something. And it does. And it's like this crazy dream. But you have to, the reason you interpret the dream is because your subconscious mind is trying to communicate something to you saying, I want you to bring this into a conscious state so you can take action so I can actually bring it to earth and actually have deliverables. Does that make sense? Or? It, yeah. And, you know, I, hopefully people that are listening. <laughs> and seeing some of these little video shorts that are going out on social media to try to help promote the show. Um, feel like we go into a great depth of study before we jump in here. But the one thing that I love is that we talk about, hey, like, you know, what's a topic or two before we come in to actually record the podcast? And then I just don't get in the way and just kind of let God do his thing with you and, and just let you roll. Um but it, it's it's fun when I get in here because especially in a moment like that, felt like my brain just turned to it just it just exploded because like you know I'm, I'm being taught right and so now my brain's gone somewhere else so you know if you can just entertain me here I will I'm, I'm gonna I'm a, I want you to experience something okay so. You just broke down subconsciously what the brain does while dreaming at night. You've given me a good uh, example of, hey, we're daydreaming, goals. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm walking, right? I'm walking. I'm trying to run now. So go to a biblical um, perspective from the Old Testament, right? I mean, even up, you're talking about the Gospels and about dreams and, you know, angels coming to, to, to uh, people like that and, and giving them prophecy. So... What would be the difference that you say that like someone can, from a practical base level, I'm, I'm just like, hey, I'm listening to this podcast. I'm learning like Daryl is right now. When they hear dreams and prophecy and God speaking to them, what's the difference from a, a biblical, you know, fr from the Bible theologically to what most people would say the everyday person like me, I go to sleep tonight, I dream and then I wake up like, you know, what's the big difference in the two to three different variations of dreaming? Okay. So I'm kind of everywhere with that, but I'm okay. I, well, let me, first of all, um, if they do the goals to grow, what they're going to find out is like, this is what I desire to accomplish in 2024. Okay, so now what happens is they've had to cerebral think about it. 
They've had to visually write it down. Kinesthetically, they've had to feel it. And they say, this is, this is what I want to do. So just filling this out has started. So now what happens is now the dreams are going to come, night dreams and daydreams, to try to fuel what you're asking the Lord for. And we'll be right back. It's a new year and a new you. Have you ever wondered how to stay consistent with growing spiritually, but also winning and achieving your goals you have for yourself this year? Get your free download of My Goals to Grow by visiting kurtlandry.com forward slash grow 2024. That's kurtlandry.com forward slash grow 2024. I'll help answer questions like, where do I start? How do I walk in the spirit? Or how do I do spiritual warfare? Or how do I believe that I'm more than a conqueror? Understanding that Matthew 6.33 positions us for success in this year ahead. That seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things will be added unto us. The fruit of the Spirit is evident in his covenant. Know this, that if you can establish his covenant in your heart and in your mind, you will be successful this coming year. So get your free download for Goals to Grow 2024 by visiting kurtlandry.com forward slash grow 2024 or visit the show notes in this episode. There are some projects that really touch your heart. And this is interesting because uh, our son-in-law, Paul Marcelino, his dad, Yochanan Marcelino, helped to produce this book. And the whole purpose of this book, Jerusalem Rising, is to be able to bring visual evidence that Jerusalem and Israel actually belongs to the children of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that this is the land of Isaac. And uh, and the miracle power, you know, they say that a picture is worth a thousand words, and uh, this book captures that. So listen, I'm really blessed for a limited time, and why supplies last you can get a 30% discount by entering the promo code of RISING. And so what you need to do is go to kurtlandry.com forward slash rising, and you can be able to claim your discounted copy of Jerusalem Rising. So that's kurtlandry.com forward slash rising. Get a 30% discount now while supplies last. Hey, one more thing. After this episode, I would love for you to go and download and listen to another podcast on the One New Man Network, and that's called Generations at the Table with Megan Marcelino. This show is perfect for discovering how to grow your family in faith by knowing your Jewish roots. Megan breaks down all of her knowledge on how to unlock your family's kingdom destiny by honoring Yeshua. You can find her show on the One New Man Network on your favorite podcast app. And now back to the show. See, what happens is the scripture says, man, I could go so deep on this. <laughs> Just take me level two. Okay. <laughs> the, the scripture says you have not because you ask not. The more reason most people don't ask is the fear of rejection, like it won't happen. And then I'm rejected and I failed. 
but that's not what Jesus says. Jesus says, knock and knock and be consistent and knock. So why? what's the knocking? The knocking is basically you ask the Lord, you fill out your goals to grow. And then what happens is the Lord will start sending dreams to show you the path of how to best accomplish the goals. Okay? To best accomplish it. And so what happens is um, there needs to be there needs to be not just do this. They're not the do's and don't do's and that list that will make you boring and burn out. So there has to be where you say, okay, I need to see what it looks like. I need to see what it looks like when I accomplish this goal. And, and you need to write that out. But what happens is you need to let your mind and your subconscious mind engage in, show me what it's like. And once your subconscious and your mind start to experience start to experience what you're wanting to accomplish. Like, let's say you're wanting to buy this new house, okay? Your family's growing, you need more bedrooms, you need this, and you know, and now you're great because you only have a one-car garage, now you need a two-car garage. And, and so what happens is you need to start daydreaming about, man, that would be really cool. I'm a car guy, okay? That would be really cool because my car is going to be in the garage and I won't have to scrape the ice off the windshield, Okay, it's going to be in the car next to my wife's car. And guess what? My kids get to have their own bedrooms. Hey, we got the bigger kitchen. I love this pantry. Listen, I can go ahead and don't have to go out. You need to start like visualizing that, daydreaming about that. And so, so then, so then what happens is you, you may have a, a, a dream. And so, um, I recently had a dream about a situation and, I'm asking the Lord, how do I accomplish this? And so just recently, the Lord said, in this dream, I had a dream of this office situation and it was going this way and that way. And what it did was it was a very vague dream that happened. But what, what happened is it was a confirmation to something that Megan and Paul and I had talked about. The dream was. So so what's happening is in the practical the, the sleep dream that I had was confirming that I need to spend more time researching in the natural what we had talked about. The dream was like, okay, take the next step. See, you don't want to be wasting a lot of time on um, taking steps of your time, task, and activity, chasing rabbits down rabbit holes. So what you want to do is what, what the dream and the passion, here's the thing is, all the hard work you do in self-discipline needs to end up at a finish line with a dream or a desire that's in your heart. <laughs> that's, yeah. I, okay. So I'm tracking, I'm tracking people listening. I, I listen, just go back a couple minutes and get the beginning of that and just hit the replay. So then you can kind of, at, at least for me, when I'm reading, especially like my Bible, but in general, I have to read a paragraph once or twice, maybe three times to really comprehend what that is. I would encourage people just to go back and, and listen to the last five or 10 minutes again, just to grasp that. So let's say people have gone back or they're smart like my wife and they understood the first time that you said it. Okay. All right. So next steps in creating those goals, being able to to daydream, but then also in the moment when you wake up, what's like an actual practical thing, like something physically I can do that that may be a strategy that that you do um, in, in your own personal time that 
when you wake up, I know a lot of people struggle with that they just, man, it's like 30 seconds they wake up, they're still almost in dream state a little bit, and then like they forget the dream. Like I do that all the time. And so what would be a good practical way to, to, to maybe capture that dream, right? And then be able to talk to other people that can kind of help me interpret maybe a little bit. I mean, like what's the next steps? Like I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what a, you know, like what a good workflow of like figuring this out would be. Have a notepad or a journal beside your bed. And when you wake up, even if it's three in the morning, have the discipline while it's fresh, write it down. Just scribble it down the best you can and put down all the detail that you can do with it because every part of that dream is important. Colors are important. Numbers, numbers and dreams are important. All numbers have significance. Um, so if you bring it to somebody like a pastor Tim or myself and we're, we're interpreting the dream, depending on the colors, the numbers and the atmosphere, then, then we know, we know from that, like what, uh, so to say, the dream and the interpretation. But, but in a night dream, in the night dream, a lot of times what happens is God has been trying to speak to you in the daytime in a conscious state. And what happens is you're too busy and you're not listening. And so a lot of times, even like with, with startling dreams or dreams that will wake you up, what will happen is the Lord's trying to usually get you to slow down, focus, and think about something. And so he'll, he'll, he'll give you, you know, something in that dream. Yeah, it, it kind of brings me back to a point that, you know, the past couple episodes, we, we've been super heavy on goals to grow and, uh, you know, the different topics as we've kind of worked our way through it this year so far. And for me personally, and as we've recorded these episodes and, um, you know, I've, I've, I've learned a ton, right? But just from past experience, from what I know, what other people struggle with, is that the first thing I heard you say about the dreams was, even if it's 2.33 a.m., you wake up, you have the discipline, you write it down, you you put as much detail. So then it's capturing, right? So mm -hmm. it, it would be step one's capturing. It, it's like being forward aggressive and saying, I'm going to go to KurtLandry.com forward slash grows 2024 and I'm going to download the guide, but now I'm going to be aggressive and capture those goals and put it into practice. So what's the next thing? You know, I want to keep it simple. I want to keep it like two steps or, or, or maybe three at the most, because I want people to go away from this podcast rabbi and say, you know, I can actively in my conscious right now and, and hopefully remind myself to be active, um, to, to, to intentionally focus on this, you know, because it's a long year. So what's that second, maybe third thing after they capture, they write it down. Um, you know, they've got the dream, where do they go next? If you go in our goals to grow and on page 15, it, there's a, uh, the fourth thing is called joy goals, uh, goals that bring joy. Um, usually when, when you starting to have like stressful dreams, it's because the Lord is trying to get you to de-stress and to calm down and to slow down. And so, cause what's happening is just your subconscious mind is, is starting to go into, um, into stress. 
And, and so what happens is it brings anxiety attacks and stress and all the thing. So what happens is you have to have some joy goals and, and joy goals usually will come and be revealed through dream goals. So what will happen is you'll have a dream and, and the dream might be that, uh, the, the dream is you know, is you're doing something like you dream that you're snow skiing. You talked about snow. You dream that you're, that you're going to the beach. Uh, you, you dream that uh, maybe you're single and you dream that, that you're getting married uh, um, or you dream and you see yourself fulfilling that dream. Like, you know, you've been in Bible school and you're and you're, and you get ready and you, and you, you see a dream of yourself at a, at, in a, in a large setting and you're at the pulpit and, and you have that dream goal. Usually what happens is with dreams and and joy goals is what the Lord is trying to do is to get you into, um, have you ever thought about the word recreation? Recreation is recreation. The Lord wants you to, dreams usually come and they're like stop signs in, in your emotion and said, a good stop sign. Would you stop? Go sit on this park bench in the spirit and ask me what it is I want to do to give you peace, to re-energize you, to give you hope. You know, it's uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It says it gives you a future and a hope. And so Israel was, you know, going into captivity in Jeremiah 11. But the Lord says, you know, listen, even in the midst, midst of difficult times in captivity, you can find a future and a hope. And, and that's kind of what, what dream goals can do. And... um and that's what daydreaming does. Um, daydreaming, you say, what What do you mean by daydreaming? I mean, daydreaming is when you sit down and you meditate and you just sit down for a little while, close your eyes and take a deep breath and say, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm having to work two jobs. I'm having to work overtime. But why am I doing this? And what you have to do is you need to discipline yourself and you pause and you say, the reason I'm doing this is because, and whatever that reason is, we're moving into this new house. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get a raise. I'm going to get a bonus. And and I, I won't have to be taking stuff out of the basket and having my child say, please go put that back on the shelf. You know, I want to be able to have enough money that when I go, I can get what I need at the store and I'm not having to to put stuff back, all that type of stuff. And you need to start dreaming and seeing yourself. You need to start, you know, um, listen, Christy and I went through a time when we first went into full-time ministry where we were completely broke and and literally uh, our neighbor had to bring produce to our house and all we ate was out of their garden that summer. We, we had no food in the house. We had to go to Christie's parents and uh, borrow $200 to get dog food so we could feed our dog. And, and so what happens is like with me, what I do now, if I'm at the grocery store and someone's in front of me and I, and listen, I know the behavior because I was that person mm. and I see them and they're looking at stuff and they're watching the cash register calculated up and they've got their money out and they're going like this and they have to go to that child and say, okay, put that box of cereal and take it back. We can't get it this time. Not with me sitting there. I will push all the groceries in and I'm saying, no, this is all going in. And they look and they say, what? And I say, uh, the Lord's blessed me and I'm going to bless you 
in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm giving, I'm taking care of all. And usually I'll put a hundred dollar bill down and I say, and you keep the change. And so I dreamed when I didn't have it, I daydreamed about, I want to be that person that blesses people who has a need. And now I'm there. It's not a dream anymore. It happens to me pretty regularly. So, so what happens is you have to start having that imagination and let your subconscious, here's the key is your subconscious mind. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your background is. Your subconscious mind wants to make an impact for good on people because you, you are human beings are innately good. They want to do something good, especially when you're born again, the spirit of God is love and perfect love casts out fear. And God wants that love coming out. You want to be able to do it. But the thing is you have to be physically able to do it and financially be able to do it and be in the right place. Start seeing yourself like, okay, I, I want to do more evangelism. Start seeing yourself doing that evangelism. Start imagining it. Uh, start dreaming it. Um, creative, what I call creative visualization. Start seeing yourself. Maybe take pictures of somebody else doing what they want to do. Let I'm just using it as sports. You you see, uh, let's we talked about snow. You want to be a better snow skier. Then get a picture of somebody doing snowing skiing and imagine it. If you ever, what happens is every time you trigger that, what happens is every time you trigger. Let let me show you something. I was going to show you this earlier. Okay, I'm not going to put it up on the screen. I'm just going to show you. Okay. So this is my dream goal. Okay. okay this picture. I'm going to show it to you. All okay? right. <laughs> okay. All right. I see it. Okay. Now, now what I want you to do is I want you to take yourself and put yourself in a beach chair looking at this. Now, all of a sudden, you start to slow down. Hmm. See, and now if you take a deep breath, you'll start smelling the salt air. And if you concentrate on it long enough, you'll start seeing hearing the waves, small little waves hitting the sand because it's all in your, it's all in your memory. So what happens is, is when I'm working super hard, I don't know if I can put that on the, on the screen for him. No, I mean, primarily people could be listening to this podcast yeah. in a couple months. You know, I I don't know why I'm saying this. People watching now will know where to get it then. But just, you know, I mean, showing things, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I, try to, to, if I was blind, explain it to me. Let's just do that. So, like, like, explain to me the image from a sensory perspective on someone that can draw, draw an image in their head, right? Or, like, play a movie. Okay, so when you write a goal and you have a plan, you need to be able to visualize it being complete. Okay, just like traveling. Uh, if you take a long trip, we just came back from going to Israel. By the time I check the bags at Tulsa, okay, I check my bags in Tulsa and it says, and they hand me my tickets and they say, your bags are checked into Tel Aviv. You just kind of go, oh. but now you've got basically about a 14 to 18 hour time of time, task and activity. You got to change planes. You got to do all this stuff. So where does your mind go? Your mind goes to, I can't wait until I'm 
through passport control and I'm walking out to the curb and there's Sam going court, court. So what happens is I am visualizing that at the first, second, 14th hour, all during that time, I am visualizing my goal. My goal is to get out of the airport and to be feet on the ground in the land of Israel. So, so the key is with what we're talking about with dreams and dream goals is you can't write a goal without writing the final chapter that you finish well. You need to undergird your mind, body, soul, and spirit saying your, your mind and your soul and your spirit wants to know like, you know, how, how does this finish? Uh, you know, you know um, Bishop Paul spoke a word at House of David back in the early 2000s. And the word he spoke is he came here and he said, came from Togo, Africa and spoke a word to House of David. And he said, you're going to finish and you're going to finish well. Well, that's huge because as we know in ministry and in business, a lot of people start well and finish poorly. Well, one of the ways to secure that you will not finish poorly is have dreams and daydreams and dream goals of you finishing well. What does it look like when you finish well? What, what does that look like? You know, is so for me, it's like my life started with my identity in Christ. I want to fulfill that purpose. I want to live in that destiny. I want all that God has in the courts of heaven for me, my inheritance. I want every drop of anointing, provision, everything I'm to do and say out of that account. And I want to finish well and stand before Jesus and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. But I want to leave an inheritance to my children's children. I want to leave the way. I want to leave breadcrumbs so that my my children, my grandchildren, and their children will say, we can follow Rabbi, we can follow Saba, because it worked for him, it will work for us. So my dream is I actually have seen myself standing in the Spirit and through a dream, I've seen myself standing before Jesus, and, and I've said this at Passovers before, I really believe, I can't biblically say this, but the fourth cup of Passover, the cup of praise, I believe that that you, we're going to be welcomed by Jesus in heaven, and he's going to have a, a goblet, a kiddish cup. And you're going to hand that kiddish cup, and as we hand that kiddish cup to us, you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Because when you seal a wedding, a Jewish wedding, you do it by drinking, drink, drinking the cup. And, and so I believe that I, I personally have had dreams and daydreams of that moment when I see Jesus. So when I'm going through times where it's very difficult and I want to quit, I'm going through times when I'm, I'm sick, where uh, you know I, I'm physically sick, but I have a speaking engagement. And this is just me. I have actually not canceled speaking engagements because I was sick. I've, I've been at the pulpit with 103 temperature. Doesn't matter. It's just what I do. But my point is, when I have to face challenges like that, where do I go? I look at how I finish. Hmm. I, I've dreamed it, daydreamed it, and dreamed it in my sleep enough that I believe it. And I know I make a promise to you and to my family, I'm going to finish and I'm going to finish well. All right, let's wrap up this episode with um, a little 
different question. Um, has to do with dreams. But let's go ahead and wrap this up. Again, if you want to uh, get the most recent download of the Goals to Grow, it's just KurtLandry.com forward slash grow2024. That's where you can get your free download, free PDF. Rabbi, let's end this episode on an idea of generosity and how I I think a lot of people, most Christians, um, I would say, I I, I don't know of a study or a percentage, but I'm going to say most probably struggle with generosity, with tithing, with just giving in general. You know, I mean, I'm sitting here listening to the story about, um, you know, you're sitting at a grocery store and if you see something like that to where you can kind of jump in and do it, it, it started with a dream. You know, it started with being intentional on your daydreaming that resulted into it, it was basically the full circle of dreaming. And so if someone wants to get better and like tap into that spiritual power, you know, and 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 and, and receive the blessings of what being generous is and um, being able to to fully buy into the tithe and just not miss. Right. And just be super intentional. Where does dreams come into that if 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 they wanted to use this this goal to to work on within the realm and the topic of dreams to like just get better in consistency of giving and being generous? Um honor when you give, like when I go to a grocery store and I'm doing this, you know, you know, we live in a very rural area and around us is there's a lot of poverty. So we have the dollar general and the family dollar and the different places, you know, that, that I shop. So most of the time when I'm there socioeconomically, I'm at a much higher level, different level than the people that are in that store. So, so, so here's, here's the key is when you're when you're giving in tithes and you're giving an offering you need to experience in your soul your mind will and emotion not the pain of sacrificial like ooh this hurts i'm writing this big check i'm giving okay what you have to do is you have to understand that it's a seed and if you'll keep it in your heart and be a cheerful giver, the Lord will give back. It says 30, 60, and 100 full return. So what happens is you have to start having the, you have to crawl, walk, run, and start having the experience of giving. Can you use, uh, say, daydreaming if you were to, um, you know, you're sitting at the house and you, you say, I'm, I'm going to meditate. For 30 minutes, right? I'm just going to sit here and just think and daydream. Can you use the technique of daydreaming, of basically visualizing yourself, getting to that level of, I want to say wealth, but you know, the ability to the position to be as generous as you want? Is, is, is that a technique that people could use to do that? Yeah. And you just have to not despise the, the time of small beginnings. Listen, I would encourage people to answer your question. First of all, um, tithing, uh, giving 10%, it's a command, um, offerings. I mean, obviously we tithe and we bring offerings and, uh, you can get all my teaching on biblical finance at kurtlandry.com. But 
the reason that we're cheerful givers is because it is, and you've heard the saying, it's better to give than receive. So here, here's the key. You, you have to start, let, let's go to a grocery store. You're going to get in that situation. But one of the keys, one of the things you have to do is have some cash in your wallet. So what happens to me, when, before I go out, I always carry some cash. And the reason I do, and I have other friends that do this as well, it's not just me. We put cash in our wallet. Listen, I've got credit cards. I don't need cash. But the reason I have cash in my wallet is to do what I call alms, is to do exactly this. But I, but I can tell you, listen, I, I can tell you um, I have had some dramatic experiences with this to where um, I've taken care of someone's meal at a restaurant. I can take taking care of some groceries. And then I get out to my car and that person knocked on my window. I put the window down and they're crying. And they said, I so needed this today because I was ready to give up. 25 bucks or something. I mean, it's like, come on. I pray for them. They leave. And then I sit in the car and cry. Because how good is God? Um, how, how good is God? I, I, can, can I share one testimony with yeah, you? Yeah. Let me share a testimony. It's kind of on that lines. Um, I used to be in the fruit business. And my partners, I was the one that traveled out and did all the PR for the brokerage. So I would go to the different grocery brokers like Publix, Harris Teeter, those different ones. So I was, and um, I used to stay at very moderate hotels, rent moderate cars, and, um, and my partners. And listen, our business was extremely successful, multi-million dollar business. But that's just what I felt like to do. So I did. Understanding that my, my business partner says, listen, on the end of this junket, what I want you to do is when you get to St. Louis, before you come home, go to the Marriott there. They have a really good spa, get a massage, stay in the nice room and go to a restaurant, eat steak and have a nice meal. So I said, okay. So I, I like that. Yeah. So I had, <laughs> I, I had all that done. Right. And I, and I didn't do that down and I went to public. So I was in Jacksonville and Lakeland and Miami. I didn't do any of that. So when I get there, I'm at the end of the trip. So I saw my last customer and I'm driving through a bad part of St. Louis on the freeway. I can't remember the, the area. It's been a long time ago. But, and this, this is a true testimony. So I'm driving and I'm thinking, okay, I got to get back to the hotel, change clothes so I can go get my spa and that, like that and then go eat dinner and go to bed, fly home to Seattle the, the, the next day. And because we lived in Washington at that time. So I'm driving and uh, I'm on the freeway and I look off to the right and the Lord says, I, I, I want you to stop and help that car. There's a car on the side of the road, you know, a little four-door compact car. And then I'm thinking to myself, no, I'm going to go to the spa. I heard the Lord say second time, he said, no, I, I, wanna, I want you to hear that. I want you to go back and help that car. I said, I didn't stop again. 
So finally I heard it a third time. He said, you need to go back to that car, Holy Spirit. I said, okay, pull the car aside of the road. I'm embarrassed to say this, but this is what I said. I said, well, Lord, now I've got to back up on the freeway. And if I do, I'm going to get a ticket. So I'm going to do it, but you better protect me from getting a ticket. I mean, how <laughs> stupid is that? But that's what I said. Forgive me. I'm being transparent. So I back up onto the car. Okay. I'm got my suit on. I'm doing business, right? And there's a young woman in the car. And she's got two kids in the car, car seats. And she's in the car. And she's visibly very upset. And I'm so stupid. I don't know what to do. I mean, we're in a bad part of St. Louis. And here I am. And she's in the car. She's a young girl. And young lady, two kids in the car. So I did this, Daryl. So stupid. I raised my hands like this. And I said to her, Fear not, I come in the name of the Lord. I mean, it's like, how dumb is that? But that's what I did. I, I just raised my hand like, you know, she's in a bad part of town. Here's a guy with a suit. I come up to the car and I say to her, I said, uh, the Lord told me to stop to help you. She put the window down. She just breaks crying. I look in her lap. She's got a 357 Magnum in her lap. And she said she pulled the car over the side of the road. She says this was her husband's gun. And she pulled over the side of the road and she told the Lord, if you don't send somebody to help me, I'm going to kill these children and I'm going to kill myself mm -hmm. right now on the side of the road. And um, long story short, I ended up following her, taking her home to where her house was. The family, why in the heck would you stop at that part of town? Told him. She got saved. All the family got saved. I never made it to the spa. Got in so late, didn't eat the steak dinner. But that was a dream. I had a dream that, Lord, you would use me to save people's lives. And saving people's lives is inconvenient and it costs you something. But I can tell you this, even the joy that I feel right now telling this story, and that was, gosh, almost 28 years ago. It was better than the spa. Better than a ribeye for the rabbi. Better than me getting rest was obeying God and doing what Jesus would have done. Because a young girl cried out in desperation, was listening to demonic demons that wanted to get her to commit suicide. And they answered the call. But that's always been a dream of my life is to help those who need help. Because in my life, when I've needed help, the Lord always sent people to me. So now he wants to send you and me to them. Hmm. First step, currentlandry.com forward slash goals 2024. Rabbi Super. Wow. You know, I mean, thanks for sharing on your show. Um, you know, I, 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 I hope that's what makes this uh, podcast and, and, and content a little bit different that, you know, people listening can get a different side of uh and, and and different perspective on things and um 
you know, you can impart your, uh, your wisdom in life and, 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 uh, super relational experiences to try to, um, take a little nugget out of it. Right. And, and just do a little bit better today and, and just do a little bit better tomorrow. But again, currentlandry.com forward slash goals 2024 to get your free download of goals to grow. Also, Rabbi, I know you love this. You love engagement. You love when people are giving feedback and they've got questions. Everybody knows you love answering questions on some live streams, but um, you can send those questions. Just make sure you put something in the subject line, title line. Send those questions to podcast at kurtlandry.com. And uh, Rabbi, if people have made it to the deep end of this episode, what's your one little uh, last parting thought before we, we, we jump out of here? Ask the Lord to give you big dreams. That's the key. I pray right now for each person within the sound of my voice that he would release to you big dreams. Big dreams. Um, I had a dream. saw myself standing in front of thousands of people on a platform in like an evangelistic healing crusade. And I had it when I was new believer, fruit broker, not in ministry. And then several years later, I was with Dr. T.L. Osborne in Lome, Togo, standing on a platform in front of 30 to 50,000 people, and I was ministering. Uh, and what happened is that subconscious dream, that sleep dream I had, was preparing me for the Lord saying, I have things other than fruit business. This prophet named Fran Lance came to our house. And part of the words she spoke to me right about the time I had that dream. She said, you think of yourself in the fruit business and selling fruit that comes from trees. But the Lord says, I have called you into the fruit business that will not perish. And he says, and I've called you to give abundant fruit, fruit that remains. And that's where I'm at now. So I had a dream and the prophet had a word and none of them made sense in themselves. But now all these years later, those words and those dreams is what guides me and encourages me today, particularly on days when you need encouragement. So dream big. Dream big. Also for the listeners, if you want to learn more about Kurt Landry Ministries and the projects and uh, just everything that we're doing from a humanitarian perspective, uh, just visit our website, KurtLandry.com. Again, if you have questions, send them over to podcast at KurtLandry.com as well. And Rabbi, it's, it's been a good episode. Good. Tough subject, but I think if it helps, listen... It's not something that you can, when you start dealing with dreams and daydreaming and things, it's just good to know that your dreams can be your friend. So make friend with your dreams and invite the Lord before you go to bed, ask the Lord, Father God, give me a dream that will advance my life in your kingdom purpose. All right, that'll do it for this episode, Rabbi. Until next time. Yeah, shalom. Shalom.